0: This program is brought to you by A to B Media Partners. Be sure to listen to the After Two Beers podcast on Spotify, Apple iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Pocket Casts. Also, make sure to visit www.aftertubeers.com. Welcome to the After Two Beers podcast. I'm Dutch Dalton, joined as always by uh, Gimme Gibbler. That's me. Gibbler, how was work today?
1: You know what? It was a lot better of a day than yesterday.
0: Yeah. My, yeah. Mine was pretty good today and yesterday <laughs> and the yeah. day before. I'm still unemployed and still okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not so bad. I actually got uh, some time yesterday to sit down with the old iPad and work on a little sketch that I put up last night on our Facebook page. I loved it. Yeah. Of the Joe Dirt. Yeah. I think it's so cool. We're actually going to work with our buddy, Screddy Pyrotechnics, and, and do a t shirt with him, kind of a co branded thing with it. So That'd be awesome. Yeah, it was fun and and I'm been thinking about now what to come up with. It's it's better hobby I guess than sitting around playing video games. Yeah. So, look for that. You can actually go to our webpage after twobeers.com and you can find our logo t-shirts. We also have a Jim Jones t-shirt.
1: <laughs> Original Kool-Aid man.
0: That's right. And I'm actually going to create a whole new version now. Oh, so, yeah? yeah, I think I'm going to put like Jim Jones' face on the actual Kool-Aid man.
1: <laughs> I mean, as long as we're not like infringing on anybody's rights or anything, right. yeah, I don't see why it wouldn't be a huge deal.
0: We're going to try it. We're going to see what happens with it. Before we get started, we want to make sure we thank our two sponsors that allow us to do this show each week, and that is the Sheridan Pub and New Tap Room.
1: Yes. Always, uh, always a lot of fun at both places. Uh, Sheridan Pub, get your kraut balls.
0: Crapwalls and yes. the Family Feud Nights we do. Family
1: Feud Night, yeah. And, and then we, we did something really cool this last time. We did a little bit of uh, music trivia.
0: Yeah, we went on a cruise a few weeks ago, and they did this music trivia thing, and I was watching it. I'm like, well, this is kind of fun. Yeah. And so I just pulled down 20 songs, and we played them for the crowd, and we really got into it. So that's another thing, If especially if you're local here in the Midwest. If you want After Two Beers to come and do a show, we can do the shows. But we also have all kinds of other stuff. We can do Family Feud. We can do the music trivia. It's just fun. We just like to have a good time.
1: Oh, yeah. And get out there into our community.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's very cool. So we did the Family Feud event, and then New Boswell, as you mentioned, one of our other sponsors, they also do a lot of live music. They work with Mad Hatter Shows. I want to send a shout-out to those guys. So they've had some really good comedians come into Richmond. Polly Shore's been here, yeah. and Donnie Baker's going to be here in the, uh, in the fall. So lots of good comedians coming in, a lot of cool things here in Richmond, a lot of stuff to get excited about. Exactly. Now, right now, we're sitting in what could be the hottest studio in in North America,
1: and we're not being conceited.
0: No, I'd it's li- the temperature. I literally just wiped the sweat off my eyebrow as it is hot. We are in the Innovation <laughs> Center in downtown Richmond, Indiana very cool for letting us hang out here and do these shows here want to give a shout out to them but i will make sure tomorrow to talk to them about the air conditioning situation <laughs> in the evenings
1: yes i will try not to pant in the microphone <laughs>
0: <laughs> one last thing i want to make sure that we bring up you know we talked about aftertwobeers.com we talked about our social media pages but we got a really cool event coming up on september 7th here in richmond and one of the other things that i have the luxury of being involved with or the the honor is I work with the Star Jeanette Foundation. And one of the earliest podcasts that we did, Gibbler and I, we talked about Richmond's history, specifically Jeanette Records. And Jeanette Records annually has a Walk of Fame event that we're going to do this year again on September 7th. And again, a big shout-out to the Sean Lamb Band, who's going to perform there from 7 to 9. Yeah.
1: And then Scaretti.:
0: Yes. Scretti that used to be on the show. I'm going to start dragging him back in here, I think, occasionally. Scretti Pyrotechnics is going to perform and do some fireworks for everybody. So it's going to be a fun time.
1: It's a blast. And we'll be there.
0: Yeah. Plus us. So it's not so bad. That's right. Right. And then we may... we. I'm actually getting requests to do the Pumpkin Bash again. But keep it maybe the kid one. The kid version. We, right. Which we did in the morning. But we'll see. I mean, that's a, that's a few months off. I don't normally start working on something until about a week before.
1: <laughs> it drives me crazy.
0: <laughs> you and amongst everybody is probably why I'm not employed anymore. Uh, so anyway, one of the things that we've started doing the last few weeks, this will be our fifth week, is we go out and we find these cool stories about individuals that we just find interesting.
1: But it's not we. You've been doing it, and you've been keeping it a secret, and now I'm over here just sitting here <laughs> trying to guess who is it that you're talking about.
0: Well, one of the things growing up here in Richmond, and I forget which radio station, so I'm not going to call the one out because I'd feel bad if I got it wrong, but they used to do these stories in the afternoon that was Paul Harvey. Oh, yes. And Paul Paul Harvey. Yeah. Paul Harvey would do these cool, like two to three minute little stories. And it was an individual that you didn't find out until the end who it was. Mm -hmm. And me being a history buff, I fell right in love with these things because they're basically like a little three minute history. Right. And so then another guy that you may be familiar with, his name's Mike Rowe. Mike is the voice guy that does Deadliest Catch, but he also hosted Dirty Jobs on Discovery. So very cool guy, but he does a podcast that's very similar to this as well. And I thought, you know what? I'm not trying to steal their idea. I think their idea is phenomenal. Actually, I'll give a shout-out to Jeff Lane. I listen to him on 101.7 The Point in the mornings with Phil Quinn, and he does kind of a similar thing occasionally on these five things you need to know. And I'm like, you know what? These are cool. And so I thought... Let's do it because it kind of ties in a positive message while also tying in the history element that you and I like.
1: Right. right? And because it's always about somebody that's overcoming some type of obstacles or something in their lives. Right. And
0: that has been all just random chance. So I'll just pick a person and I'll go through and I'll read about their their history. And it's every single person that you can think of so far that I've looked at, somewhere in their life they've overcome something.
1: We all have.
0: Right. And this week is no different.
1: But, I mean, but, yeah. But the people that you're picking, um, a lot of times people, you know, they just see somebody that's famous for something, and they don't think about all of the childhood and all of the other things that they've overcome.
0: Right. Exactly. It's awesome. Hanging your balls out there and going for it sometimes. Exactly. That's what they got to do. So, actually, this week's story starts on June 6th in 2016. A lady named Emma, who was married to an honoree that evening, walked across the stage into the microphone at the American Institute for Stuttering in New York to present an award to her husband.
1: So the, Na- the Institute of Stuttering.
0: Stuttering, yes. Okay. Did I stutter through that?
1: No, <laughs> that no. Would, that would have been it's just the a horrible
0: way to intro, right? <laughs> um, but to prepare for the speech, the honoree thought back to when it all began. And he actually, if you go back and watch the videos, he said he had to call his family, he had to call his friends, he had to call cousins, because he wasn't really sure exactly where in his life it began. But he tracked it back till he was about six years old that he can remember. He was, he was born in Germany. The family had relocated to the U.S. He was in New Jersey, I believe. And at six years old, he realized that he started having a stuttering issue. And it was an ailment he struggled with for over 20 years. Oh, wow. An ailment that he actually admitted he was reluctant to discuss at times because it was so painful.
1: Well, yeah. Kids are assholes, and I'm sure that he probably got made fun of some.
0: I guarantee he got made fun of a lot. Yeah. You know, like you said, kids are dicks. <laughs> <laughs> There's three honest things in the world. Children, drunk people, and yoga, yoga p- pants. Yoga pants. <laughs> yes. So in the honorees unauthorised biography, he was quoted as saying, I could hardly talk. It took me three minutes to complete a sentence. It was crushing for anyone who wanted to express themselves, who wanted to be heard and couldn't. It was frightening. Yet yeah. when I became another character in a play, I lost the stutter. It was phenomenal.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. So it's kind of like Ozzy Osbourne losing his accent when, <laughs> or yeah, I mean, he can actually, you can understand what the hell he says when he sings, but when he's, oh, yo, yeah, it's Aaron. It's a burrito.
0: But then he can sing, Mama, I'm Coming Home, and right. it sounds
1: perfect. That's a lot of crazy training, right? Guess. They
0: may, <laughs> they had to have created autotune just for, for Ozzy. So, anyways, so this kid, he, he deals with adversity through growing up. And one of the things that he does, like a lot of people that have any types of issues, they, they try to adapt. They try to become different. Right. And so the way that he went about it is he wanted to fit in, and the way he did that was by being the class clown.
1: I he, don't know what that's like.
0: <laughs> right. He uh <laughs> he really didn't want to go to class a whole lot because he was always fearful that the teacher would call on him, and then he would have to get up in front of the class and speak, and it, it scared him. So he actually graduated high school with really poor grades, and his family, they didn't have money to send him to college. So he saved his own money for a few years and started a college at Montclair State University in New Jersey. And one of the things that he, he got involved in there at Montclair was something that he had actually started to enjoy through high school was acting. Right. So he actually was a high school actor, but he also performed for the YMCA. and he noticed like the band. No. <laughs> Actually, it's a song. He just started doing that. You're right.
1: And that's where we go. So so yeah. this guy's obviously an actor, right? He, he
0: is an actor. All right. Right. And, I'm still listening. And as I read back through his biography, I never heard anything about being in the uh, village people, but I'll keep looking. All right. I mean, he's
1: performing right. at the YMCA.
0: So he mentioned, and I talked about it a second ago in one of his quotes, that when he would prepare to perform, when he would memorize the words, when he would speak, the stutter would go away. And so he actually had a drama professor at the school that suggested he see a speech therapist. And Montclair is known for having really good speech therapists within the university. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So he actually worked with two different speech therapists there. And that's when he finally felt like the stutter was going away. That's awesome. So this guy who started out when he mentioned that there was a lot of bullying in his life and I had to fight my way out. He said, the hardest thing I remember was being a kid stuttering. My advice to people in this room is to never let anyone make you feel like an outcast, because you will never be an outcast. He also said, and he was starting to tear up. And when I tell you who this is, it'll shock you. But he quoted Eleanor Roosevelt, and he said, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent.
1: consent. That is one of my favorite quotes.
0: Right. It's such a great quote. That's so, awesome. So okay,
1: so are we going to say who it is? Yes.
0: So this guy who dealt with bullying and dealt with all those issues growing up eventually became the star of Die Hard and Moonlighting.
1: Bruce Willis? Bruce
0: Willis, Pulp Fiction, all she of those movies. One. Yes. So Bruce Willis, who comes off as one of the hardest guys in his movies, Die Hard. Right. You know. This is a guy that is tearing up talking about Eleanor Roosevelt and how hard it was for him as a kid to grow up having a stuttering issue.
1: I would have never guessed that in a million years. Isn't
0: that wild? And that's, that is wild. It's just another instance. Because
1: I had heard, I think Sam, like you had mentioned Samuel Jackson. I had heard that he had had one, right?
0: He did. He actually gave him the award at that American Institute for stuttering a few years before. And for him, he said it was an honor yeah. to be invited back and to receive that award. That's awesome. Yeah, it's very cool. And so I guess what it comes down to, first things, is I want to go back to the Eleanor Roosevelt quote, which I loved, which was, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. So basically saying it's, it's also about how you carry yourself and what you think of yourself. Right. Now, that's really hard for a child. It's wild to watch these guys in films and know they went through these issues. Right. And, and knowing that, you know what, we all struggle with something.
1: Well, I mean, it's like Robin Williams was one of my, like, one of the funniest guys, and he couldn't make himself smile enough, you know?
0: Well, it's, it's just... Some of the greatest comedians are dealing with so much adversity and struggle in their life that that's their only way of coping with it.
1: Yeah, that's their release. Yeah.
0: So anyway, another anyway. cool story. Bruce Willis there. Uh, now we're going to move on to our funny stories.
1: Oh, what well, we got today.
0: We've got some stories that we thought would be kind of funny to go over. I'm ducking and everything, dying. In the house, I'm, I got scared. I dropped my hot pocket.
1: Can I ask you, if you won all the money, what would you do with it?
0: Bunch of hookers and cocaine. Oh, okay, that's not um, good.
1: <laughs> well, I just had got done feeding my chickens, watering them and stuff, and I walked back to my house there to get my phone so I could play a video game on it. Told them they need to get out of that water, but say I didn't know he was getting eaten up by bees, I thought he was just high.
0: All right, so as I searched through the news to try to come up with a couple funny ones for us to talk about, one thing really jumped out at me this week. There was tons of stories about alligators that are on the loose (laughs) everywhere in America. It does not matter where you're at. What about shark attacks? (laughs) My God. That was another one. Hello, why are we so surprised? You are
1: like swimming in their kitchen.
0: I remember my family, we went on a parasail about four years ago, Mm -hmm. and we had to ride one of those banana boat kind of things out to the parasail boat. Right. And we're We're going out there, and there's a, a clearly a guy that's probably in college, and this is his summer you know gig right, and he's telling us this story about um not worrying about sharks because my cousin that's going with me is all worried about sharks, and he's like, "Don't worry, don't worry, more people getting bit by dogs every year than sharks <laughs> and I said. I got back on shore and I said, that's the dumbest statistic I've ever heard. Oh, I'm surrounded by dogs every day. All it, the time. <laughs> it makes more sense. The one time I'm surrounded by <laughs> sharks is when I'm in their kitchen. Right. You're
1: putting yourself in the pot. <laughs> right.
0: I don't know if they're going to eat me. Oh, we're just a big swimming buffet. They're right. like, I'm going to have a nibble and see if I enjoy it or not. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's sticking me in the eye.
1: <laughs> Lucky for me, I look like a manatee.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's not lucky for me. I'm an easy snack. So, the other thing that came up this week, I saw a ton of these in the news were people that were breaking Guinness Book world records.
1: Right, because what? 4th of July, the old hot dog guy did it again, right?
0: Well, oh, I didn't even watch.
1: Yeah, I think he did it again.
0: Oh jeez. Was but he up it, to like 80 hot dogs I, I, in 10 I minutes? I can't
1: watch, it's disgusting, but <laughs> yeah.
0: You think that's disgusting? You ought to see it the next day when he's in the bathroom. Oh. <laughs> Wildest thing. They come out looking just like hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and soggy buns. dip it in water. Oh. 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 All oh right. so gross. So this
1: Guinness Book World Record.
0: So this week's story, the first story we're going to talk about of people breaking Guinness Book World Records, came from a little town in Kenora, Ontario, in Canada.
1: Canada
0: You <laughs> it's, it's a jelly. And the local radio station, Q104 and Tourism at Kenora, they got together and they came up with an idea of breaking a record. And if this is not more Canadian, then I don't know what it is. it is. does have to do with syrup. No, it has to do with plaid.
1: Plaid?
0: Plaid. It says, Canadian town sets Guinness record with more than 1,300, 1,359 to be exact, wearing plaid. Wow! <laughs> so, or as they call it, is there it,
1: like a moose in the back, and
0: <laughs> or as they call it, formal day,
1: right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, I know a lot of people in the Americas are going to, or in the U.S. are going to think, well, that's not a lot, but in their defense, that's like half a cannon, right? <laughs> they got half. That's a...
1: the entire town gathering around <laughs> and right
0: Oh man! Can you
1: so like what would if Richmond were to have one? When... <laughs> We all wear the same thing. That would be ugly.
0: I don't know what it would be.
1: (laughs) Wouldn't be teeth.
0: (laughs) We should we should do a Guinness record of the largest gathering of people that do not have all of their teeth. (laughs)
1: That would be everybody.
0: (laughs) Do you have all your teeth?
1: Um, I'm missing one. I am too. Yeah, I have a little fake one down here.
0: I have one on my back that when I was in not in my on my back. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: you know what's weird is I actually have an extra one up in my my palate.
0: So you actually have the right amount.
1: I have the right amount, Just but not... one is not does not have a root. I'm like I am a uh, dentist's like either biggest fear or like oh yeah. Yeah. They call people in. Right. They're like, look at this bitch's (laughs) x-rays. She's never had a wisdom tooth in her x-rays, and she has an extra tooth in her palate.
0: We're like, we don't know if it's a a tooth or a horn.
1: You know what? (laughs) That might be it.
0: It might be a horn. I'm a rhino. A rhino.
1: Or it's my unicorn horn. (gasps) Let's go with that one.
0: You think so? Yeah. Yeah. You just scream unicorn when I talk to you. I know. (laughs) So... Well, I was looking for these world records, another one came up this week for a guy named David Rush.
1: David Rush.
0: David Rush. He he's he actually broke two or three records just in July of this year. And he's actually broke more than 100 Guinness Book Records. And Doing he's Doing what? All kinds of random shit. That's, like,
1: he's just looking through there going, well, this hasn't been done.
0: It's gotta be. And here are some of the records he broke, including the one this week. The one this week comes right out of the Shawshank with the sisters. He, uh, Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> he stacked 30 bars of wet soap in one minute.
1: What do you mean, stacked 30 bars of wet soap? Yeah, I guess look they're here. slippery, so it's probably going to be a little bit more difficult, but...
0: I want to know why is
1: that something that it, you should have a record for? I mean, why in guys' name are you like, oh, dude, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stack some wet soap. That's gonna be my job today.
0: <laughs> I, I'm gonna practice
1: know, this for weeks so that I can like break that record.
0: It's there was a restaurant this week that attempted a Guinness record with a three hundred and ten dollar crab cake.
1: That I'm intrigued. Yes, I do like me some crab cake.
0: South Carolina restaurant is taking aim at a Guinness World Record. By offering a three hundred and ten dollar crab cake comes encrusted with platinum. What? Yeah, platinum.
1: That cannot be good for your digestive system. <laughs> so nobody's eating it; they just made it.
0: No, the the dish features black truffles and is encrusted with edible platinum.
1: I call that bullshit. Call them bullshit.
0: You call them bullshit. Call them bullshit. Well, That's they weird. Got a picture of like, it. Like, why
1: would you crust it with platinum?
0: That's just to just make weird. it three hundred and ten dollars. You know what I would do? I'd make a crab cake and just put four $100 bills in it (laughs) and say, boom, bitches, give me my award. (laughs) Give me my money back. (laughs) David Rush, here's some of the other things that Rush has done to to get himself into this record book, which is one of the coolest record books to look at when I was in elementary school. Right. Every time I see i I'm like,
1: I don't know that I've looked at one for many years. Oh.
0: I, I, every time I see a fat person on a motorcycle, oh I think of those two twins. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. The two fat, identical twins on the motorcycles, they actually wrestled for a while, too. you got to go what? back and look at some old Guinness Book of World Records. I guarantee I you there's some listeners about. that know all about the fat dudes on the bicycles. <laughs> Or the motorcycles. And the people that didn't clip their fingernails.
1: Oh, that's disgusting. No. Oh, my God. Speaking of that, have you been looking at, like, the new fads these days of women putting fake toenails, like, extension, like, kind of like people do on their fingernails and having, like, artificial toenails and they're, like, lengthy? And I'm like, why would you do that? You're going to rip up your sheets.
0: Oh, that sounds so gross. Like, why do
1: you want your, like, I'm like. (laughs) Oh, God! <laughs> I can't wait to clip that toenail if it even starts pushing out a little bit. A week's growth in those bitches need to be clipped.
0: It reminds me of a meme we posted this week, which says you shouldn't wear <laughs> flip-flops if it looks yes. like your feet could reach down into the water and pull up a fish for your meal. Right, yeah. <laughs> toes. <Talentos>. Ah! <laughs> <Cuckoo! Cuckoo! Cuckoo! laughs> All right, so here's some of the other things David has done. He's put a hundred lit candles in his mouth. I don't know why that's a necessity, but he did it.
1: So he has no brows.
0: Right. He had 146 blueberries in his mouth.
1: You said blue. I was wondering where that was going.
0: (laughs) Uh, That goes along with the soap. (laughs) Right. He
1: learned that all in prison.
0: He balanced a running lawnmower on his chin for three minutes and 52 seconds.
1: What? Like it had the blade.
0: Yes, it was running. It wasn't a writing mower. <laughs> that would be even more <laughs> be even impressive. even <laughs> more impressive. <laughs> this size
1: of chin this guy has.
0: Oh, he, uh, he makes Jay Leno look like a small chin. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to say Jay Leno. He balanced the guitar on his forehead for 8 minutes and 51 seconds. He juggled axes at 5 minutes and, or excuse me, most consecutive axe juggling catches. What else has he done This here? guy
1: just likes to fight death.
0: Longest chainsaw balance. Most T-shirts worn and torn off in one minute.
1: And this is going to be the guy that dies of natural causes at ninety years old,
0: <laughs> right. right? He's doing
1: all of this crap, like balancing a running mower on your chin, and bat, you know, doing the axe thing, juggling axes. Like he's going to die of natural causes.
0: This guy convinces me, just like all of the stories that we've been doing about adversity, <laughs> that <laughs> you can come up with any damn thing you want in your life, right? And you can get a record for it because this guy. Also owns the record for most cucumbers snapped in one minute.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going where I was thinking about going with that one, but. (laughs) Fastest
0: egg or fastest mile with an egg on a spoon in the mouth. You can actually request him to come on shows and he can be a keynote speaker for an event. It would be kind of cool to reach out to him. I don't know if he'd want to come on our show or not, but... Uh,
1: Tell him to leave his lawnmower at home, though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Unless
1: he, he wants to mow my yard. Then I'm completely <laughs> cool with that. He's,
0: he can call in, but apparently his biggest thing is he loves juggling, balancing, and humor. I can't do juggling or balancing. You know... I wh- might
1: be better at juggling than I'm at humor these days.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'd be better at juggling than balancing most of the nights when I leave a bar.
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> we can't balance after two beers. You're going to have to do the juggling and the other.
0: This guy's been on all kinds of television shows too. He's been in the USA Today. This guy's like Billy Badass of Guinness Book. We'll have to reach out to old David.
1: Yep. What's so, worse, it'll
0: happen. <laughs> he'll tell us no, like most of the others do, <laughs> or he not sounds respond. Sounds like my dating life. <laughs> Check yes or no, and Check I don't even yes get it. No. No, I don't even get an in. <laughs> <laughs> So, anyway, Gibbler, I uh, I hope you've enjoyed the show. We're just going to do a kind of quick one this week. We want to make sure, again, we want to talk about the Star Jeanette and the Jeanette Records Walk of Fame event that we got coming up on September 7th. Make sure you go and check out AfterTwoBeers.com. You can find our swag out there. We've got our T-shirts, including any of the new ones that we come up with, and also our original logo T-shirts.
1: Make sure you hit our Patreon page. Yes. Yes. If you like what we're doing, you want to keep us... Uh... Alive and well and doing what we're doing, we could use a couple little pennies, quarters, <laughs> whatever you've got. Right. It's patreon.com, not Patron, by the way, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, dot com, backslash after two beers, and that's the number, two. And, yeah, show us some love.
0: Yeah, and if you go to aftertwobeers.com, you can find a direct link to that as well. And you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.
1: We have lots of funny memes. That's
0: what we do. Lots of memes. And while you're on the Facebook page or the web page, you can send us a message and let me know if there's a story that we should feature at the beginning of the show. Uh, We'd be happy to do that. Or if you'd like to be a guest, we typically have a lot of guests on the show. We're open to that as well. And Gibbler, I think that will do do it. I think that will do it. Is that it? I think so.
1: So I guess we're going to talk to him later after two beers?
0: Yeah, w- let me let me set you up for that, ready? All right. I guess we'll just talk to him all next week
1: after two beers.